Welcome back to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Coach Michael. Today we are back with another mental strengthening tip. I don't, don't know what we're calling this yet. Mental tip of the month, month tip, mental, something like that. Anyways, we have Coach Lori here. And Coach Lori, what are we talking about today? Uh, today is exciting, athletes. We are going to discuss something called the toolkit. And the toolkit is um, just for you. It's something that you will always need and use as a tracker goaltender. And I want you to picture somebody's toolbox with a, like a metal toolbox with a lid on it. And when you open it up, everything that you need for mental and emotional performance, physical performance, even team performance is in that toolkit. And as I mentioned, Mike, right off the top, no two trackers are the same. And do you think that we're individual because we're just human beings or we're individual because we have different playing styles? Like what makes these goalies to you so different from one person to another, Mike? Uh, I think it's more how they were raised and spent their first five to seven, eight years. Right. If they're more athletic, they're going to be a little bit easier to coach in the athleticism. If they weren't uh, playing a bunch of sports, then we have to teach them how to become athletic. I agree with you. Um, all of you must understand when you're listening to this podcast that you're an individual first. You're a human being, an individual first. Then you're an athlete, student or student athlete. And then you are a tracker and then you are a goaltender, and then you are a team member. So you see the number of hats that you have as a goaltender really dictates that there needs to be something you can rely on. And today, athletes, we're going to build a toolkit. So this is a very exciting topic for March, Mike, because it's going to help goaltender trackers everywhere actually sit down with a piece of paper and write down all the things that you rely on to create top performance. So we're gonna divide this in three separate areas. And Mike already knows the first one. Do you wanna mention the first one, Mike? Uh, preparation. Yes, this is called your practice toolkit. Okay, so this is the, these are the skills that you will use when you have a practice. Practice constitutes being with Mike, say for a one-on-one, -on -one, or maybe you're doing a goalie clinic with four other goaltenders and a goaltending coach. Uh, it also constitutes practice ice with your team members. It constitutes even you practicing on the ODR, you practicing at home or in the gym. Uh, you practicing your mental work, even within your own room. So practice constitutes any time where you're not being competitive or playing a traditional game. So practice doesn't make perfect. I'll repeat that again. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes performance. So think about that for a second is this part when we open that steel box of your toolkit, this is the, the tools that you will use to get yourself improved. Now, Mike, can you go to practice ice and improve every time you get on there? 
I'd love you to answer that one. Uh, yes, even though not every time might be your best time. Right? So if I go out and I get scored on a lot, I improved because I learned what not to do. Yeah, I think when we're at practice, we have to think about narrowing down our focus to something maybe throughout the weekend that was bothering you. You got scored on perhaps in a, in a certain way and you need to drill down in practice of what that condition was or what happened. What do you know to be true about yourself and that physical skill and drill right down using 200 feet of practice ice or the ODR or your gym downstairs to say, I've got to work on that. Now, Mike and I in the past have called this fine tuning. So, Mike, how would you define that concept mentally? Fine tuning. I think you take a big picture and you zoom in, right? I got I, I got scored on blocker side. Zoom in what about the blocker side, right? And really tried to come down and find the actual problem and then find the actual solution to that. That's a good answer. The toolkit athletes is, <clears throat> pardon me, is personal. So when Mike says to drill down, you have to face the fact that you might be having trouble in an area. I distinctly remember a couple of years ago, a goaltender who did not want to address the issue of the upper glove. He was so upset about this glove and had had so many different coaches tell him what to do about it, that he never wanted to truly face it himself as a mental toolkit. It, it wasn't a physical problem, Mike. It wasn't that the glove was in the wrong position or that he couldn't grasp the timing. It was that he had a bad attitude in that area because he was getting scored there frequently. So he didn't want to go there. So there's sometimes in your toolkit that you're gonna have to face an error that you're making to store the correction. I think it's important to say that everybody has a severe weak spot in their game, but everybody's is different, right? So. It's pretty easy when you look at another goalie who might have a good high glove and you're the goalie with a bad high glove, you get jealous or envious and that turns into a topic that you don't want to talk about because high glove is that person's strength, right? I think we need to make sure that everybody comes from a place of neutral when we talk about each other's strengths and weaknesses. We all have them. And if we're able to talk about them, then we're going to be able to move on and develop them into a strength. That's one of our first mental tools in the toolkit is do not compare your present performance to any other goaltender. You are a unique individual in a unique position, and therefore your mental tools have to suit you. I'd love you, if you're listening to our voices, to write this down is that you must review what is in the toolkit presently. What have you relied on that has worked for you over the years and you've never departed from that? Now, Mike, that's kind of humorous. We've seen a lot of times in the National Hockey League, we can name the particular goaltender 
who definitely has to tap both sides of the posts before he begins. And it doesn't matter when he begins, he just taps those posts. So that could be a signature of somebody. And he's kept that tool, right? Um, that was Patrick Waugh. And he would tap both sides, tap, tap, centermost, get set, ready for puck action. So you're going to have tools in your toolkit that you do all the time. So that's the first mental exercise. Write down things that you have had for the last 10 years that you will never depart from. Behaviors and habits that you're doing. The second phase of the toolkit is to find out what you do in your practice toolkit. What are things that you will never depart from if you are in a practice? And what are this, some of the things that you have to add to? So Mike, right away, I'm going to give our athletes an add to exercise. I don't think any of you have done this exercise before. So this will be brand new to you. And this one I love because it's a personal part of the toolkit. So uh, what we're going to do is have Mike sitting in his chair today. He's actually going to do this exercise in front of me. And we're both looking at each other on a screen right now. So I want you as athletes to close your eyes and see the following things I'm going to describe. And I'm going to describe several things to you. And no two people are going to be the same. So Mike's got his eyes closed. You have 200 feet of ice. You have a net, your back office, your crease. See the boards around your end, the blue line in front of you, the slot, the face-off dots. Take a deep breath in and release that breath. Visualize that you are in charge of all those areas. I'll read them one more time. Deep breath in. You have 200 feet of ice, your net, your back office, your crease, the boards, blue line, slot, face-off dots. Mike, come back to us and tell us what kind of sensation did you get? What happened to your brain? Uh, I could honestly feel the fast twitch muscles, like kind of trying to pull me into making saves because I haven't visualized the rink in a long time as a goaltender, right? I visualized it as a coach, but I didn't put myself in the crease again. So what that felt like was me getting prepared for a game and a practice again, and solidifying that, Hey, this tool is still in my subconscious somewhere. You will never forget being a goaltender. You will never forget your job as a tracker. And it doesn't, doesn't matter if you live to 110. The fast twitch muscles that you have, the brain's ability to hold on to that information will be with you for life. The beautiful thing is in that toolkit exercise, that was called a personal toolkit exercise, in which those are the biggest chunks of information that the brain has stored as a goaltender. The ice in front of you, the net, the back office, the crease, the boards, the blue line, the slot, and the dots. All of that is retained in Michael's mind. 
Michael, was it a pleasant experience? What, what emotions did you have for the experience? It was pleasant and I could feel myself uh, getting back into the relaxed intensity state I used to be in, which was kind of fun. Yeah, and but yeah, because that is in Mike's toolkit. We use Mike as an example today, athletes, because that in his toolkit, he hasn't visited that for a while, but it's still there, Mike. You went in there. So if you can think of that metal toolbox that household-wise we keep tools in, the hammer, the screwdriver, all this stuff. Mike has that tool in the toolkit and it has not left you. When I said, Mike, though, because I was watching your face in the exercise, when I said your crease, something happened to you there when I said that. Did you see a color? Did you see a size? What was it that you saw? Uh, I saw blue, obviously, but I looked down, right? So I mentally and visually took my gaze from the far end to what's right in front of me and underneath me. This is uh, the way the exercise is supposed to work. And we found that when we did this in our research study, that trackers loved being in the crease the most. And that's the first thing they saw was the color, the second, the space, and then the ability to move and flow in space and time. When I say crease to you, tracker goaltenders, in your mental toolkit, you should be getting excited because <laughs> Mike said he narrowed down and looked down and saw what was out in front of him and he was ready to go and track. That's just an example. We wanted to do a, almost a physical mental one for you this morning as we're recording our podcast so that you could see that these mental tools are kept within the brain, stored in the brain. And therefore, you never have to depart from them. You always have them. I want to give you the, the top three practice tools that are in the toolkit. And the first one is a sports psychology area where it is visualization. So what do you see? What do you hang on to? That's number one. And you can practice and visualize anywhere. You can be at a bus stop and visualize your crease. You can be shopping with your parents and you can be out there visualizing what's going on. So that's number one is the visualization for practicing. Number two is having a practice plan, a small note on paper that says, what are the three things you're going to work on today in practice? You as an individual. And some of you, quite frankly, as we get to the end of the season, almost you got to work on your attitude. Because some people are, are thinking, oh, the season is over and I didn't get very many games or this didn't turn out the way I want it to be. So you got the privilege of actually playing a full hockey season. So the number two thing is attitude and attitude in practice for me as a as a former coach in athletics. Uh, physical athletics is everything you come to practice with an attitude that you're going to work then you're gonna get something out of that practice. Number three in the practice toolkit is the ability to correct and not feel bad about having to take a correction or add to the feedback or tell your coach something about the physical movement. Now, some of you might think practice does make you perfect and you're not. You will work on this over and over and over again. And you will hear me if I'm coaching you in any capacity, 
you'll hear me say the word again. So you'll be making a blocker save and I'll say again, again. And you'll hear it thousands of times, Mike, within a practice. Mike, do you ever ask your athletes to repeat and repeat and repeat until we get it refined? Uh, yeah, all the time. All the time. And does it bother some athletes that they have to do it again? Uh, yeah, and I let them know that's fine. You can be in a pissy attitude, but it's going to happen. And this is kind of how it is. Okay. So the top three tools in the practice toolkit are visualization. Young athletes, what we mean by that is think in your brain how you want to move and be. Use that exercise that we just gave you. Two, bring that attitude mentally and emotionally, even if you're tired. And if you're tired and cranky, it has nothing to do with me running my practice plan. You're going to have to change that attitude on a dime because this is not a 50-50 for practices. This is all in. And the number three is be open to taking that correction because at some point you're going to have to drill down and refine that skill. So Mike, visualization, attitude, and correction, out of those three tools in the toolkit, which one would you think is the most effective that you have to have as a goalie coach? As a coach, attitude. We want to thank our friends over at BetStamps for supporting the Goalie Corner. BetStamps is an all-in-one marketplace for any sports better to find the best odds for any sports book. If you're new to sports betting or a seasoned vet, this is going to make finding picks easier and save you time. By using the app, you can line shop across all sports books to ensure you are finding the best value available for each wager. BetStamps allows you to track verified bets across all major sports books. It is also a commission and royalty-free platform for people that like using other people's picks for specific sports. You are able to follow other bettors and are notified when they make picks. Download the app today and use our referral code GOALIECORNER when you sign up. That is G-O-A-L-I-E-C-O-R-N-E-R. Again, that's Goalie Corner. Back to the show. <laughs> I knew Mike was going to pick this, you guys. And you guys, have some of you have listened to us forever. Um, attitude is defined as the ability to be open to learning. The ability to be open to learning. And if your attitude, you might say, well, I have a positive attitude. That really means nothing to me as a brain scientist. Being open to learning means that the brain is ready to either do something new or to drill down and get something right. So attitude is everything and Mike has picked it. So let's start with visualization. What do I want to feel like and look like today? attitude how can i come and be open to learning and three how can i take a correction and some of you we know this especially our upper players our midget and junior players that you sometimes are not open to the correction that a goalie coach is going to give you because you think that you have it right so it's not until you actually see yourself on video and i'm going to encourage you to get a massive amount of video on yourself, not game video, just you doing your deal in the net is gonna be really helpful 
for you making those corrections. And that'll help in your visualizations too. So you, you have to invest in the practice toolkit. It is the way that you grow and learn as an athlete. And without these three tools, I got to tell you, I've been doing this a long time. So without these three tools, I'm not sure you're going to be as successful as you want to be. And Mike, would you agree with that? Visualization, attitude, and correction. I think so. I think there's a way that you can kind of fake it till you make it almost, but it's not oh. going to last and the longevity is not going to be there. There's always going to be something that's left and you'll probably be like, I wish I could have, or I should have, blah, 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 right? Fill in the blank. If yeah. you buy in, right? And a large part of becoming a high performance athlete is mental, right? You can hear that with Clay Stevenson. You can hear that with Dylan Grand. You can hear that with Braden Holt, all the people that we've had on the podcast, they all talk about the mental strength and the mental training, right? So attitude's a large one. I think all three of those guys, everybody's heard how positive they were or how upbeat and friendly and forthcoming they have been with information for us. And I think that should rub off, right? They're not there by accident. They're not there by solely their physical attributes. They've been able to adapt, overcome, right? Make corrections. They have all talked about visualizing and they have, in my opinion, they have really good attitudes. So <laughs> this is, this is the, uh, it's almost the seed, if you will, that we're going to plant in you today is that these three top tools in your practice kit cannot be something that you just sprinkle. Okay, we're not just sprinkling water. We're putting the dirt in. We're getting gritty. We're getting down to what we need to do to make it happen. Now, Mike, as an educator, as a teacher in a classroom, I will see maybe one third of my classroom work as hard as they possibly can in what I call practice time. School is practice time. It's not real life. It's practice time. And there's about a third of people in that classroom that will really work hard. And the rest of them will not, will not work hard. And they're always going to have difficulty learning because they didn't put in the time early. So young goaltenders get very used to these three sections of the toolkit because you cannot depart from them. You cannot get away from them. And again, Mike and I are considered fairly good experts in this area. So visualize, change the attitude, come with an open mind for learning and correct what needs to be corrected that day. And you will grow and change. We're going to go on to another section of the toolkit because the toolkit is in three parts. Is everybody ready for that? And you can say, yeah, coach, give it to me. What else are we talking about? We're talking about performance in the toolkit. And this is what you're going to do to prepare for game day. We've done a lot on preparation, Mike, and people should have tools in their toolkit already. But I find in my research and talking to athletes, some of you are doing just way too much for the game that is on Saturday. On Monday, you're, you're going ballistic throughout the whole week thinking that you're preparing for something. Well, the brain cannot sustain that amount of information and that intensity 
And I find that um, athletes throughout the week are burning themselves out, Mike, and they're doing what we call a flat line in brain science is that you've given too much stimulation to what you're doing and therefore you come out and when it's actually the actual day of the performance, you perform flat. So we don't wanna to do too much all week long. There's rest and repair. There's things that you should be doing to get ready. But we do find in our research, it is a 24 hour process. So if you're playing at seven o'clock on a Saturday, then the process starts at seven o'clock on a Friday. So it's the day prior to game time we find is the, is the best time for you to set your brain and your body socially, emotionally to get ready for what we're going to do. So Mike, I'm finding too many athletes are doing too much. And then there's the athlete that does something in a half hour prior to game time. That's not going to work either. So what do you think is your best guess, Mike, that, there's a preparation tool and getting ready for game day the day before. Is there a prep tool that you've used as a national athlete in the past? What, what have you done? Uh, to be totally transparent, I was yeah. the guy on Monday starting his preparation. Ah. Now, now, I wasn't going 100% on Monday focusing on the preparation aspect. I was still doing practice at 100%. And I would be starting to visualize my teammates wearing whatever color the other team is going to be wearing. That's it, right? So I just start the getting used to seeing that color process. And then throughout the week, I would ramp it up a little bit here and there. The 24 hours, totally agree with. And I did a lot of things. Uh, I visualized within the 24 hours, probably about four or five times total. Um, and they were all at most 10 to maybe 20 minutes long. And that's kind of an extreme long. I think the bulk of the time it was five to 10 minutes. Um, a lot of hand-eye coordination. I would always take, uh, a bath with salts, make sure the muscles feel good for the next morning, get the blood flowing in the morning, either jump rope or bike or play soccer or something like that. Just get the blood going nice, like easy. I'd say to myself, listen to my own music, just feel good. These are, these are basic, what we call physical tools. These are things within your environment that all of a sudden you say that makes me feel good and that makes me feel ready. Now, in our research at Intermind Sports, we know that it takes a good seven to 10 years for this part of the preparation before game time for you to establish this as a real constant toolkit that you don't depart from it. It takes a long time, everybody, to get the preparation system just right. Now, each year, my varsity athletes, my university athletes would have what we call a basic preparation toolkit. And sometimes we would change the order of that. And sometimes we would change and give them one new tool. Every time you take on a new tool, you do risk setting something off in the brain. So the brain says, well, you've never done this before. So all of a sudden you've decided to go from a certain genre of music 
and try a different level of music to stimulate yourself, that could be a risk. So we have to practice that first before we just place it into a game day. So that's what the Monday to Thursday is or the Monday to Friday might before the weekend comes. But when we're using the toolkit for game preparation, it has to be the solid tools that you know work for you. I'm gonna give you three that I feel as a mental trainer should not be out of the toolkit for preparation. These are things that you're gonna do the day before, which is to reduce most or all of your social media. So that is the day before game day or the evening before is that we reduce all social media stimulation. So you're not talking to your friends and you're not taking text messages at two in the morning and doing all this nonsense. You've got to let people know that you have a 24 hour perimeter around you for game day. Uh, the reason for that is that you cannot solve everybody's problems and get into the drama of things and still focus on your game. So as a mental trainer, I'm pretty animate about that, that we shut it down. Uh, you can select one level of stimulation. Maybe it's a college game that you want to watch, but you're not into human life stories. Do you know what I mean, Mike? You're not talking to your, your cousins and then a friend has a problem and you're not getting into life. You're just getting into game prep. So that's number one for me is that we start shutting down some social media. The second thing in that preparation toolkit is very much understanding what kind of saves you want to make, what you do you desire to make. Um, so it's not just the spectacular windmill. It might be the consistent bumper work on the blocker side on the pad where you just visualize and feel and know and list that that's the kind of saves that you want to make for this game. In this game, these are the following saves that I will or would like to make. So it's kind of a treat list, Mike. It's like, like sugar, like let's get ready for it. I'm really excited that I get to do these saves. And the third thing is really interesting to me. It's the ability for you to stay calm. And that means that all schooling is prepared. You're not thinking in a university exam you're going to take. You're not thinking about the road trip. You're just getting yourself into a state of visual, mental, social, emotional calm. And here's what we fill in. We fill in one sentence. I am good enough. That's the sentence you're going to fill in. I am good enough. Now, there's the three things. Get rid of social media. Start drilling down and focusing to what makes you feel calm. And then tell me what are the moves that you're excited about using in that game. Those might be three mental tools that you have never used before. I, I can't predict what's in your preparation toolkit, but there are three that I almost consider mandatory for my athletes. And because they abide by those three rules for pregame, uh, they're successful, Mike. So any comments on those on those three, Mike? I think the social media one's going to be, it's huge, right? It took over back in my day when dinosaurs roamed the earth. 
it was text messages, <laughs> right? Everybody yeah. was getting text messages from everybody else. We didn't really have instant messaging on social media. So we would just turn our phones on airplane mode and that's that, right? <laughs> now everybody's so clocked in and, oh, where's Patrick Kane going? Oh, where's this? Where's that? They want to be the first to know everything and they need to know everything, right? It's still going to be happening after the game. Clock out. Think about yourself. Take you time before the game so when the game happens, you know how you feel. I think, yeah, that's, you have a, I think that's huge. I think it's huge. You have a date with a puck. Okay, you're going to you have a date with a puck. So, you know, you have to get ready for that date in the way that you're going to show up uh, your best. You're going to be standing on the doorstep while the door opens and you're going to go, I got a date with puck. Um, when that door opens on these other athletes wanting to score on you, you have to say that you are calm enough. You had the moves that you'd like to do and you weren't thinking about the world. You were just thinking about that particular moment. So this is really a drill down portion of the toolkit. And it's like, if, if I could fit a Kango hammer in, 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 you know, a jackhammer in my toolkit, this would be it. This is chiseling down and this is not the little screwdriver taking place. This is the big, big guns are coming out for game preparation. You can do the order of everything you're doing when you take in your carbs, your protein, your hydration, when you're doing your stretches, when you do your meditation, all of that. But that needs to be coordinated on a list that you're doing the same things, same way every time. Otherwise, we can't measure it. We don't know if the new tools that we put in are working for you. So I'm hoping that's helping you. We're going to go on and finish today on something that I just love. And this is game performance. This is action time. This is the first time that you put your skate skates on ice and you know that you're playing the Bruins today or you're playing, you know, the Coyotes today. And this is your time. This is when you know that you are the tracker goaltender in for that day and you're going to start the first fresh period of the game. This has a number of things in this toolkit that I have seen people do when they get out on the ice. And I want to be very firm, Mike, that in this toolkit, when we have gain ice, uh, that athletes know how they're going to use the warm up. I have seen the craziest things for my goaltending uh, associates to things that I know that make sense that are universal. These three things within the game kit are things that I know statistically we have relied on. There is an athlete right now in the National Hockey League that everybody is talking about that they want to score on this guy in the first minute for 60 seconds, and they're doing it fairly successfully. And this is somewhat undermining his game. Now, if I was his mental trainer in this case, which I'm not, I would be saying to him, well, if you think that's going to happen to you physically and it happens, <laughs> then are you going to have an attitude, a mental attitude of, well, I got that puck over with and now nothing else is going in? Because he could be freaking the whole time that he gets scored on in the first 60 seconds and then his whole game goes downhill, Mike. So we have to have something in the toolkit 
that's going to make sense. Here they are. Here's here's three. And I almost want a drum roll for these because sometimes I just wonder because they're so simple, Mike, and they're so basic that I can't understand why people don't use these. So the first one is the warm up. What is the function of the warm up for me? How do I use the warm up to my maximum? That's number one. Number two, where am I in space and time? So when I get into my net, am I thinking about how many fans showed up today? Am I thinking about my aunt sitting up in the, you know, the upper section? Am I thinking about all these things or am I just thinking about the space and time of my net? Space and time. There's no two times that you're going to go in the net that it's going to be the same. Mike, that's what's so cool about this sport. There's no time you're going to skate inside that four by six space and it's going to be the exact same thing that happened the last time. This is what makes it exciting. But you must know where you are in space and time. Are you controlling that particular visual area? And that's why I don't understand why you're not getting in there and warming up your peripheral vision right away. The human brain must have that. We must know where we are in space and time. And number three is a little bit crazy. <laughs> number three is the positive affirmation. The thing that you're going to say to yourself that is going to get you going and settle you down. So we go from how am I going to use the warm up ice? Where am I in space and time? And what am I going to say of goodness to myself that gets me going? And I love one of my athletes say, says out loud, let's rock and roll. His mask goes down and he says, let's rock and roll. And I'm like, I love this because I know that this person is going to be ready, exact, precise, smooth, confident, and just absolutely stunningly beautiful to watch in there because he's ready. So Mike, when you think about this, the warm up ice, knowing myself in space and time in that net, in that particular arena, in on that side of the, the center line, and then giving myself that positive affirmation that I said something good about myself today. And for myself as a former athlete, I used to say my whole name. I would say all my names. And then I'd say, let's go. Say all my names and then say, let's go. And I was ready. I was very ready and dialed in um, to do my best. And I always did. And I, I performed well. And people would say, I don't know what you do for your mental attitude, but you always look so calm in there. And like you're having so much fun and you move so well. So what, what is it, Mike, about those three things that make sense to you as a coach, the warm-up, the space and time, and a positive affirmation? If I knew someone with all those tools, it'd be very easy as a coach, right? Awesome. Um, yeah. And I think it just takes time. Like, I don't think anybody under the age of, maybe the elite kids would be U15, maybe U18 when they develop those skills. Yes. Other than that, it's going to be later in your junior career because you have more time, you have more say in what you're doing with your day, with your time, school, whatever. Right? Yeah. 
it's going to take time, but it does start now. And I, I had a parent question last week is all this mental training hoo-ha too early and why are we doing this with young athletes? But it's, it's really not our fault in our field because the National Hockey League is taking athletes at the age of 20. And if you need 10 to 15 years of training and you tell me that um, I can't even believe that an eight-year-old is taking mental training, then uh, you need to get in the game. I'd love to be able to tell everybody in the National Hockey League that it is necessary for the mental and emotional training to exist if you're going to take athletes that early. It takes a grand amount of communication and maturity for you to play at that level. And if it doesn't start early enough, I don't really believe in sometimes all the physical training starting to that intensity because the body's trying to grow and stay healthy. But I do believe that the mental and emotional training happens every day. And in fact, parents, it happens when your child went into the play school room or entered kindergarten or grade one, this learning in social dimensions and being big in big teams or groups of people, your child needs now. And here's what I love, Mike, and all the gentlemen that you've interviewed, I'm sure many of them say, where were you mental training people when I was young? You could have saved me a lot of grief if I would have known all these things when I was growing up. Or we actually have more modern athletes at the age of 15 that are presenting themselves in uh, things like interviews. And the, and the interviewer in hockey gets off the interview and says to me, I've never even heard a kid talk like that. That, that kid sounds like he's 25, not 15. Uh, because mental training, when it starts early enough, creates maturity within the mind and an emotional balance that you can handle some of what I call this sporting world or adult pressure that you're going to be under. It also helps you at school and university, college, junior high. There's no question that we know that mental training spills over into other portions of life. So this toolkit is huge, Mike, and we're going to work on it forever people. We are not just going to do it overnight, but in review, if you have a little pen and paper, toolkit number one level is uh, prior to, way prior to anything you would do um, in a game because it's your practice tools. And these are visualization, attitude, and correction. The other ones, you know, for me, again, warm up, using the warm up ice on a game day, using space and time, using these positive affirmations. These are, these are ones in my toolkit that I would never depart from. One, the toolkit is personal to you as an athlete. Two, you must work on the kit over time. Three, once you get a mental tool that works for you, you must keep it in the toolkit forever because the brain is going to rely on that tool. And when that tool is missing, you might be slightly off your performance. And Olympic athletes will tell me, I don't even know why I've been doing that portion of the toolkit for years. And I left that out in this competition because I was freaked out because there were so many good athletes that I was competing against. I lost space and time. So these are strict, 
Mike, in my classroom, if only a third of people are doing that, is this why we have goaltenders that make it to the upper echelons of elite sport and why we have other people just fall away and maybe even quit the sport because they didn't prepare properly? Yeah, I think it goes back to what you're saying. Like, is it weird when younger kids start mental training, right? I think it's not. It's um, you're teaching a kid how to cope in social environments, right? And you can either teach them the skills to cope in social environments and take away or read between the lines of what stuff means or what um, feelings and emotions they're doing and how they're coping with it. Or you can let the social aspect drive that forward, right? Drive that development forward. And I think we can all kind of speak as adults or as people who've been around a while. Society's not that positive, right? So we want to teach the kids, teach the athletes, teach whatever from a young age how to adapt to situations that aren't positive, right? I ask every kid, hey, what'd you learn at school today? Nothing. It sucked. Great. Like, how, why? Oh, because so-and-so said it did? It's like, great. They're taking other people's thoughts and using it as their own. Dangerous, right? Hey, goalies are weird. Dangerous thought. Where'd they get that thought from? Not themselves, because they are a goalie, right? So we're teaching them how to use their own brain for themselves, right? Let other people's thoughts be other people's thoughts. Who cares? Not my thought. I, I love those comments because the front of the brain is where we make decisions. We call it the prefrontal lobe, not to get too sciencey on you. But that section of the brain takes till age 25 or 26 on all humans in order for you to be able to make decisions independently and on your own. So when we developed this toolkit, Mike and I knew that we had to invest in the toolkit bank. We had to be able to, to place things in there daily that would make us more resilient. Resiliency means the ability to get through a day, a week, a month, a year, your life uh, with things that make you stronger, not weaker, make you more confident, not less than, make you more emotionally balanced, not ups and downs. So for parents and adults listening to this, you want to invest in this toolkit with your athlete. For athletes, this toolkit is unique to you. And for teams that might be listening to this, there must be a toolkit for every person that is on that bench in order for them to be successful in a hockey game. I love that I know that I've coached in the past mental teams where they have had a toolkit for each athlete the athlete knows what's in the kit, they use it, and we have been successful going to a many, many multiple championships because of that. So I desire that each athlete I work with has a toolkit that is outlined on paper, that they know what is in there, and that they use it on a daily basis. This is what makes exceptional people. And uh, Mike is an exceptional coach, and so therefore he has invested strongly in his toolkit. So I'm really grateful to speak and work along with Mike each day. And I hope that you will replay this pretty long and heavy duty march 
podcast because it's chunked with information that you will need for a lifetime of goaltending tracking. So thank you very much, everyone. And we hope you enjoyed yourself today. Thank you. And you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all at the goalie corner, or you can follow inner mind sports on Instagram and Facebook, I believe, right? Coach Lurie. Yeah, you can, you can just put in um, inner mind sports and make a comment if you want to, even on a regular email, you can just do inner mind sports at gmail.com. If you want to pop me a comment and I'm happy just to respond to you right away. We're always here. Yeah. We're always here to help like all the time. Absolutely. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the podcast, you can submit them at the goalie corner at gmail.com. Have a great day. Take care. All done. Wow. That was a biggie. That was a biggie. So, you know, you can, you can edit.